All right, buddy, we are live. Welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who's freaking me out over here. What's up? Happy Halloween, buddy. Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> I was not expecting this. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh. Let's go close in on you real quick here. Yeah, because so. I can't see where I get shit out of this thing. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Happy Halloween, man. I'll tell you what. There's little kids everywhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on my way over here is like dodging. Uh, but anyway, it's be safe out there. You know, obviously, don't be watching this and driving. Uh, but or maybe or, just put it on mute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we watch you. Watching. Absolutely, no. This is uh, well, my youngest. This is one of her favorite holidays. So she's been all out on this, getting ready to rock and roll, and they got some things planned. But uh we also got a couple of crazy little things happening tonight mike yeah no doubt so that's why uh we're doing this special show they just had the playoff reveal here we got uh, some outstanding games shane to talk about here so uh let, let's get into the rankings real quick okay college football playoff rankings first ones of the year Da-da-da. I got uh, I got the top ten, or I got all the SEC. What, what which do you? Let's prefer? do top ten. Let's let's see top ten. What okay. shitty teams snuck in the top ten? I'm gonna start at number ten. This okay, be like our because Shane hadn't seen these. I so haven't seen them. This is like our own little rankings reveal right here. Number ten. Yeah, Ole Miss Rebels. Ooh, you like that? I like it. I like it. I, I, I little. I think it's a little lower than it should be, but again, it's. You can find you can start at ten at this at this point in the season and find your way in four at the end of it. So right. you're in this top ten, you're in good shape right now. So Ole Miss fans gotta be happy with that. All right, number nine, Shane. Oklahoma oh, Sooner. Another we claimed SEC team here. I think that would be awesome too. Another one. Yep. I don't think you or I or a lot of the fans would be dissatisfied to see in that in that top four. So uh, I like this. We're off to a good start, Mike. Yeah, SEC heavy, brother. Number eight. Yeah. Alabama. Oh, Crimson Tide. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That, well, Saban hasn't done his propaganda video yet, so <laughs> I, I expect him to move up pretty quick here. But, hey, this is big, man. Bama, again, eight spot. You're, I think you're you're right there where you can, you can create your – or you know, I, that whole – I hate to say it, but you create your own path, your own destiny, win right. after win. But Alabama truly is sitting in the captain's seat there in the West, and as long as they win out – there's no way they're not making a college football playoff this year. Yep. All right. Uh, how about uh, number six, Shane? Yeah. The fighting Bo Nixes up there at Oregon. Oh, here's, here's where we start to venture off, right? <laughs> you know? Well, it's, it's a fun story. Don't get me wrong. I, I I think, you know, we all remember one game at least, the, the Colorado matchup. Yep. Other than that, I don't even know their record. I'd assume they're undefeated if they're this, this high. No, that one this. loss. Highest one loss is Oregon. Oh. Well, who'd they lose to? Alabama? Number five, Washington. Washington's <laughs> oh. undefeated. So Okay. That shows you how biased I am to the SEC. <laughs> I truly do not watch anything outside. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Shane, 
we've watched this team. We got yeah. we got a uh, uh, about a week's worth of views from this fan base. You have a clue who I'm talking about? A week's at Florida State. Florida State, <laughs> number four, <laughs> undefeated right now. Uh, that'll probably change once they play the Florida Gators. But uh, man, if if the playoff started today, Florida State be in it. Yeah, no, I like this, man. I think that's a. Uh, I, I'm not bashing the Florida State because you know LSU had a, had an opportunity to knock them off and they didn't do it. And being undefeated over there, as long as it's not Clemson, I'm all I'm okay with it. Oh yeah, because still they got to face the Gators. They still yep could potentially face one of these other SEC teams in the uh, top four. So yep, you know you definitely want them in there. Number three, Shane. Yeah, the sign Steelers, Michigan over here, <laughs> oh. undefeated. Oh, we got too much Big Ten in here. You know what? Ooh, it's getting a little muddy in here now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A little too many khakis for my liking. You know what I'm saying? So number two. Yeah. We'll get to Mizzou in a minute, but rest in peace. Georgia Bulldogs. They ain't getting oh. no respect. Kirby's got it all over the locker room. There it room. is. We ain't even number one. Mm-mm. Just like last year, they were foolish enough to put Tennessee up there. Oh, that This is the worst thing that could have happened to Mizzou. You know what? This was terrible timing for that because – you know, Kirby likes that propaganda. He likes to get them all fired up. He did this with uh, Coach Mullen. It's one of the first things he talked about after the game. Yep. So it means something to him, and he uses it as ammunition. So that's that's not good for Mizzou. That's or, but it is. I think it is good for the Georgia Bulldogs to not take their foot off the gas. Yeah. And then the biggest joke of all, Shane, number one, hmm. Ohio State. Come on, Jeez Louise. <laughs> Come on, we oh. do it every year, you know. <laughs> do it, don't we? We play this game like, ah, we gotta let them in. We gotta let one or two of them in, or they'll start crying about it. Yeah, and the you know it's thirty, forty points later in a college football playoff, and we're out at halftime eating at Applebee's. You know, wondering <laughs> why the hell we wasted our gas money to come up here. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you said it well, my friend. And uh, real quick, so we got uh, a couple other SEC teams that didn't make quite the top ten. Mm-hmm. Mizzou, number twelve. Ooh. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, no, that's again a team that was not in the top twenty-five for how long in the AP poll. Now being recognized as the twelfth best in the country and. And same thing I said about Alabama. You could say the exact same dang, damn thing about Mizzou. You know, just went out and you'll be there. Yeah, shout out Heath on the uh, live chat, Shane. Georgia spread against Missouri just jumped to minus 34. <laughs> He's talking about the ranking, of course. Absolutely. But, uh, uh, how about this one, Shane? LSU? Yeah. Number 14. Mm. So a far cry from the, the top four, but... You're playing number eight this week, a real opportunity to potentially make a jump. Uh, Thoughts on the Tigers at number 14? Yeah, LSU's, they got to have some stuff go their way. But, you know, again, they got some big games ahead of them, you know, and and a lot of the ones that we've already mentioned. Alabama is the big one coming up this weekend. So there's there's definitely going to be a shift in this this ranking system coming this time next week. Yeah. Uh, And then last but not least, your – Tennessee Vols, a number 17 in the rankings. How about that? I like it. I like it. It's always good to see top – you know, Tennessee in the top 20, that's where that's where they belong. Sometimes <laughs> I'd like to have a bad year and say, hey, well, we got 17th, you know. I don't want it to be like honorable mention and, you know, <laughs> nobody even talking about you. So, hey, we're having a little bit of a rough season here and still top 20. I think, I think I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, so uh, let me let's just play a little game here, real quick, Shane. 
So Mizzou's number, what did I say, 12. Yeah. Right? Number 12. Georgia's number two. Mm-hmm. If Mizzou beats number two. Yeah. How high should they climb in the poll? Oh, man. I think, you know, this is not how it works, but how it should. Mm-hmm. And if a number 12 goes to number two's home field and beats them, mm-hmm. then they should just flip-flop, man, in my opinion. But we all know that's not what's going to happen here. So if Mizzou does beat Georgia, I think they land in the seven, eight spot, somewhere around there, which is dumb they may even still be behind georgia it wouldn't blow my mind if they did something like that yeah all right so same question to you shane uh number 14 lsu yeah at number eight alabama how how high would you jump lsu which which has two losses but yeah that would be a hell of a win are they the highest two loss team mm, i'm not sure it, it don't matter they should be after that if they beat alabama yeah um, I would say, I would say nine somewhere around there, right? Maybe even maybe even eight. I mean, because they got a hell of a resume, Shane. Who have they lost to? They lost to number four and number ten. Yeah, it's not like they have a bad loss. Absolutely, That's and both point. of those away from home. Yeah. I mean, one was a neutral field in Orlando, but still away from home. Right. Yeah. So no. I, that's not a bad loss to I'm me. I'm in. I'm in on that. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you're yeah, in yeah. on you it. Yeah, you talked me into it. I believe you. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of LSU, that's what that's what we don't care about this damn poll. It's, no. go, it's going to change no. hands yeah. many times over. But uh, you know, we wanted to get this content out as, as soon as we possibly could. It's here. important though, because yeah. you know, at the end of the year, even like last year, there was a lot of teams, my balls included, begging you know for an opportunity to get in here, mm-hmm. and you kind of see how respected you are at this point in the season. So. Uh, and and when you see some of these programs, you you feel like they're getting maybe a little more respect than they deserve, and some maybe not so much. So I, I this is a good test, but you know something that they update weekly, and and like you said, this point three weeks from now, it's going to look totally different. Right. And would you have preferred Shane Lash? I mean, it's it's always easier in hindsight to to talk about this stuff. But would you have preferred Georgia being number one? Tennessee coming in at two, three, four, whatever. But instead of flip-flopping it, Tennessee, number one, Georgia. I, yeah. I can't even remember what they were. I think they were like three or something. Uh, would you have preferred that? Because you you said you're saying it doesn't matter. and I and, Or you're saying it does matter. Or I said it doesn't matter. But I think it does kind of matter for like Mizzou this week. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I think I think there is some something to it. I think when you've – yeah. Not all games, though. You know, Missouri and Georgia, which we'll get to – you know, the, neither one of those guys are overlooking each other. You know, again, we've got a, what'd you say, 12th and two? Yeah. You know, that's, nobody's overlooking this matchup. They know it's going to be, it's going to be a big one. But, you know, when you have that one spot and you go to a place like Columbia, South Carolina, yeah, you may overlook it a little bit because you're the biggest, baddest dude in town, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and mistakes are made. So, um, I, I think that's that's where a lot of these programs are. Is just you got to be careful. Any given Saturday, something can go go wrong. And uh, I would be more worried on this list playing a team that wasn't on this list. Yeah. Hey, we uh, appreciate you, Rusty. We just got a five dollar donation. Thank you, Rusty. From Rusty, he's got a well. He's got two questions it's for us. Halloween candy after this. You know, my wife. She says she goes. 
we didn't have anything. And I hate to say this, you know, she was like, do we turn on? We have like a big pack of bubble gum. These individual things, because I like chew bubble gum you mm-hmm. know, when we go to the softball games and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, what kid wants to, I mean, how disappointed would you? You worked hard on your costume. You get up the driveway and you find there's nothing but bubble gum. I said, just turn the light off, you know, so. I would have hated that bubble gum. She likes bubble gum. But you do, would one? you consider that like a, like, a re, like you know what I'm as saying? As long as you ain't handing fruit out. You're, you're yeah. okay in my book, yeah. you know? You know, going, when I was growing up, that was like, there was a big scare, and I don't even know if this is true, but like, don't you eat no damn apples, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's razor, a razor blade. blades in them, you know? <laughs> so, no, it, it, growing up where I was, you know, we, I mean, we were poor East Tennessee, so most of the time you got one of those little orange wrapper butterscotch things. You remember it's orange and a brown wrap? I don't even know if they make them. They, they may, be, may be illegal in four states, but... <laughs> <laughs> they don't expire. If you have them, they're still there. And and I remember those being passed out. And then every now and then you'd find like a little Snickers bar and you're just like, holy shit, you know, we hit the rich neighborhood, you know. <laughs> That's what I was like. We always went to Morristown for those. You know? <laughs> uh, All right, but uh, back to Rusty. He, sorry. He's well, he's got two questions. I don't I don't think we're gonna handle the first one. Yeah. He wants an early prediction. Old Miss A and M, who wins? But here's here's the second part. Does college game day come to Athens if Ole Miss this weekend, they got to beat AM and Georgia beats Mizzou? I think you got to come. Why would you not? That's yeah. the game of the week. Absolutely. Right? Ole Miss at Kirby and Lane. Come on now. That, that sells tickets, brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it, I will say this I think it, it depends on more on how they win this week, too. You know, if, if Georgia squeaks one out or Ole Miss, you know. I'm not saying that 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 won't happen, but if they just beat the shit out of these teams, then yeah, you're looking at two of the best in the country. So yeah, give me that. Yeah, that's a top ten matchup. I'm looking at some of the others: Utah, which is 18, Washington five, boring. South, uh, Southern Cal, Oregon. Uh, they've they they both have yeah. lost. Tennessee at Mizzou, but again, in his scenario, Mizzou just lost, yeah. so you ain't going there. Tennessee would be a heavy favorite too, you know. Michigan at Penn State. <laughs> that that could be an interesting one, but no, give me Ole Miss. Yeah, Georgia. I think you're going Ole Miss we got Georgia. Back to back chance. We got to give them some damn respect. Where are they here. at this week? Uh Alabama. LSU oh, okay. Alabama. All right. Well, then they don't have to go too far. Yep. That makes sense. You see how I pay attention, Mike. <laughs> Literally. And according to Heath, again, we don't we don't we don't verify any statistics given to us. So this could be wrong. But According to Heath, Shane, the only initial playoff rankings, mm-hmm. you know, that that has had a number one, they all have a number one. Yeah. But the only one that went on to win the national championship, according to Heath, Alabama in during the COVID year, which yeah. that year didn't count. That's another yeah. <laughs> evidence that that year was just garbage and we should take nothing from mm. 2020. But so basically, according to Heath, Ohio State ain't winning it, which oh, we already knew that. You I know love what? it. I love it. I, I hope fans keep sending you random statistics and you just, <laughs> that <laughs> <it> looks real. <laughs> it's there. It's there. All right. How about, uh, let's get in these games, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So many great games here in the SEC. This weekend, college game day. We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Number. I'm going by the playoff rankings now because yeah. they're the real rankings. Number 14, LSU at number eight, Alabama. Lowest point spread in this series, I think, since Nick Saban's been at uh, at Alabama. So it's going to be a one hell of a game, Shane. We got the number one scoring offense efficiency in the SEC LSU. 
we got the number one scoring defense efficiency, Alabama, yeah. going head-to-head. A lot on the line, Shane. Jane Dales, he, could he win the Heisman this weekend? I think that's on the table. Mm-hmm. I think if Alabama wins big, I think we put Jalen Milrow. Start, you start seeing his name yeah. mentioned with the Heisman because I think he'll have earned it. Uh, we got the, the those idiots that say it's a decaying dynasty. <laughs> They're going to have a field day. Speaking you know of this, clowns. <laughs> uh, I mean, hell, last year was a classic. Brian Kelly finally got over. Nick. What If Brian Kelly beats Saban two years in a row, this time in Tuscaloosa, yeah. my God. I mean, talk about passing the torch, Shane. Yeah. And how about this stat? Um, I saw this this week. There's only one quarterback, Shane. I bet you have no idea. One college quarterback that has beaten Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons. It's only been done by one quarterback, and he's a legend. He, he went on to the NFL as well. Massive success at the end. So I'm trying to give you some hints here. I still don't think you'll get it. But there's only one guy that's done it in college and he, as a starter. As a starter. Yeah. All right. Only one quarterback that has done it as a starter. Beat Nick Saban in back-to-back back seasons. Back-to-back seasons. Uh, Cam Newton. Not even close, brother. Tim Tebow. Drew Brees. Shit. Purdue, Michigan State. Oh, <laughs> we have to go back that far, though. Damn. But that tells you This how- is one of those athletes. You got me, man. <laughs> yeah. You know? I ever get those, and you're like, oh, I know this answer. And you, you yeah. put it, in the, and then they give you some random, like, you were, you didn't even get one of them right. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But there's been some legends, you know, like Joe Burrow couldn't do it. Yeah. You see Tim Tebow. Johnny uh, Football. Johnny Football. I mean, so many good guys. It's, it's not happened. So, uh, Jane Daniels could be the second one and only the first SEC quarterback to do it. A lot on the line, Shane. Night game, CBS. It's going to kick off around 8 o'clock. This bad boy probably won't be over till midnight. You know yeah. what I mean? You know how CBS yeah. likes to stretch these things out. But this could be the game of the year uh, in the SEC. Thoughts on LSU going to Alabama? Well, you know, I, I again, we've we've been talking about this matchup since day one of this season. We knew that this potentially could be the deciding factor on the SEC championship, not to mention it's it's hard right now to make it to a college football playoff, and it's really hard for multiple SEC teams to do it because you're going to get these joker teams we just talked about, you know, that haven't played anybody, and it's tough for them. they got an easier path, bloody blah, blah, you know. But this one right here is the one that we keep finding our eyes on, and it doesn't matter if LSU's having a down year. Hell, Alabama's quote unquote not having a, you know, they're kind of having a down year. Last year was kind of a down year, but we still, all eyes were on this game. And last year in particular, we walked away with a freaking barn burner, people storming the field. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, that's college football, man. And so to think we're going to get anything different this year, no, I think this is, it doesn't matter. Everybody's saying, you know, Alabama won't be able to keep up with LSU and, you know, and there's others saying that LSU's you know hasn't played a defense like Alabama. You can go round and round on this thing, but again, at the end of the day, we really don't know how this game's going to play out, and that's why this is this is why we're in. This is why this is the game of the week. This is yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see the highlights that come out of this one. You'll really you'll appreciate this uh, comment from Rusty Shackelford. Shout yeah. out Rusty on the YouTube's. Oh yeah, LSU, get ready for zero. 
penalties of consequence against you <laughs> going against Alabama. That sounds about right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I swear we should we should have dressed up. And you're kind of like a ref, you know, because <laughs> LSU's not going to see one of those guys this weekend. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Shane. How how do you think? What's the recipe for LSU pulling an upset in this one? Is is it? Is it almost too easy to say like a high scoring game with this LSU offense, which is which has got a, a legit Heisman candidate at quarterback, two of the best receivers in the SEC, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas. They got one hell of a tight end, Mason Taylor. Of course, he caught everybody remembers the two point conversion that beat Bamba, but he had one hell of a touchdown in that yeah. game too. Uh Logan Diggs are running backs on fire. They got a great offensive line. So you put all this together, you'd think a high-scoring game kind of favors LSU. Yeah. Low-scoring game favors Alabama, I would have to think, with their dynamic defense. But um, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts? What is what is a path for LSU to win this game? Does it have to be high-scoring? Because it's easy to sit here and say, you know, we can win a shootout. Yeah. But it's always more difficult, especially on the road, against Nick Saban and this defense – I mean, putting up 28 points on them, that's that's easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, obviously, there's a little bit of a recipe out there, and and it all stems back to offense. Um, Alabama's got a great defense. We're going to – you're, you're going to see that. that When they go into game – like even the Tennessee football game, you know, some adjustments they were able to come back and, and just kind of shut down Joe Milton and those guys. And But what was working the first half? Throwing the ball. And who's the best at it right now in the SEC? LSU. They got two of the top, what, four pass catchers in the league. I, I saw your little stat you, you put up earlier today, you know. Yeah. That's that's who they are, and that's what is kind of like, I think, Alabama's kryptonite right now. So, yeah, I think the recipe's simple. High scoring. Keep, keep your foot on the gas. There's going to be times you go three and out. But this is an offense that also – and six plays can be in the end zone. So just you gotta you gotta keep hammering it and and try to force force the quarterback of Alabama, force Jalen to to come out of his comfort zone and and be the the game changer. And and he's getting better. Don't get me wrong. Every week you talk about a, a quarterback that's that is progressing, it's it's Jalen, but has he been asked to put up 35, 42 points in a game, you know? No. So that I think that's the answer there, Mike. Yeah. Um, and it sounds easy. <laughs> it does. I, and I asked, uh, I was on a different show today, Shane, and I, I threw this out there. I want to throw it your way. Because mm-hmm. we know Harold Perkins is elite. Yeah. We know Jalen Milrow. I don't think it's quite fair to call him elite yet, but he, he's he got elite speed. Right. And he's an elite athlete. I'll, I'll go that far. Who do you think is, uh, you know, in a foot race? Because I, I would imagine that's got to be the game plan for LSU is Harold Perkins, wherever Milrow is, you follow his ass. Yeah. So I, it, it's not going to be that simple, but I think there's going to be, you know, he's going to take off, no doubt. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it could be one of those situations where Perkins, you don't make the tackle, he, he may be gone. Yeah. Um, who, who would you take in a foot race, Harold Perkins or uh, Jalen Milrow? Jalen Milrow would right you? now. And – but and one thing about that, something you mentioned a couple weeks ago about Jalen being banged up, and I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. But watching him in some of these games where he's a little bit more conservative, he's starting. 
you could feel it. it. There was a little bit of that with Tennessee, yeah. you know, him coming out of his comfort zone. Now he's had an extra week to prepare, uh, expect more quarterback runs. Um, I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they'll be, you know, coached or, or planned or anything like that. It's going to probably be a little bit more ad-lib. But, you know, that is a guy that it's easy to say, okay, you guard him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like me guarding you, you know. Yeah, it sounds good if you're going that way, but if you cut back, I'm fucked, you know. So, <laughs> uh, and how about this? I was thinking about this as well uh, today, leading up to this one, Shane. Tennessee game, Bama was down. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Bama was down. Yeah, they made the adjustments at halftime, and sometimes they say adjust. You know, halftime adjustments are, are overrated. But clearly, Bama did that at least in the Tennessee. They came yeah. right out, punched two plays, scored a touchdown. Um, so I don't know. I, uh, even if LSU has a lead at halftime, which is that's going to be easy, uh, uh, that is not a given right. by any means. Um, thoughts on Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, you know those coaching staffs. Who do you have more confidence in to make the the necessary adjustments late in the game if they have to? Uh, Nick Saban. Yeah. Because um, you know you you could argue that Alabama should have more losses if they didn't have those halftime adjustments or game time adjustments. They don't even wait to half. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's right. sometimes they they clean this stuff up after a, a successful drive from a, another opponent. LSU, you could argue that's why they have losses because lack of adjustments. So if I'm picking one right now, yeah, I'm going Nick Saban, and it's not close. Mm. Now we did get a uh, another donation, five bucks. Appreciate you, Rendon. Rendon Lane. Thank you, cousin. He's got a question here. Which SEC team, if they win out, will be in the top six of the playoff poll at the end of the season? But we cannot pick Georgia or Bama. So again, we'll go. Let's go down these real quick. Win out and be in the top six. Yeah, I don't know why he's not saying top four. Because I, I think that's what you'd be shooting for. To, but, you know. Yeah. But, Let's do top four. Okay, top four. And, again, not Georgia, not Bama. Because I think those are obvious. I think that's yeah. why he's saying that. So, we got uh, Ole Miss at 10. Mm-hmm. Missouri at 12. LSU 14. And Tennessee 17. Mizzou. And it's just, again, Mizzou is undefeated. Missouri has not lost. No, they lost to LSU. Oh, shit. I didn't even count that game. I blocked it out. (laughs) What about Ole Miss? Because they would win. Okay, wait, wait. wait. They they would win in Athens. And A&M. But but again, you're still needing Alabama to lose. Yeah. Um, Missouri, Mm -hmm. I keep going back to them, even though they're not undefeated. That's right. I forgot about LSU. What about Tennessee? If they beat Mizzou, who's ahead of them? Number 12. And they beat Georgia number two. Would Tennessee but the, but jump that far? My my, the only way to get to top four, I think, right now for any of these teams is to get get through there by winning an SEC championship. So you right. have to get there. Right, uh, Mizzou. That's why I kind of I, I, they jumped out at me because if they win out, they're going to an SEC championship, and if they beat whoever that is, there's no way you're keeping them out of the top four. Ole Miss is intriguing because, like you said. They still got some really big games coming up, including the Georgia Bulldogs. And if Georgia is undefeated at the time, man, it'd be tough. They're 10 now. 
So six spots, you're knocking one of them maybe potentially out. So what if it's LSU who beat, you know, they would have to, they'd have to win at Bama. Yeah. A&M, they're not ranked, but it's a tough game. And then I guess beat number two or one Georgia in the SEC championship. And you'd be sitting here saying, well, who have they lost? They lost to top 10 yeah. Ole Miss and top four Florida State. I, th- I think, hell, we can make a case for all these. But I, th- I think you're right. I think Missouri's the one. And yeah. I think LSU is the one, too. Because Ole Miss yeah. needs help. They need yeah. Bama to lose tw- twice. Yeah. Tennessee needs help. Right. They need Georgia to lose twice. So those that Tennessee and Ole Miss. Let's go. I, I, in this order, I'd go Mizzou. Yeah. I'd go LSU, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, Tennessee. You hate the balls. I love the balls. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it, I just don't have faith in yeah. Georgia losing twice. Oh, yeah. No. Know? Something crazy would have to happen. So you know? who would they? So they would have to. Well, I mean, in this scenario. But they, they would beat them to, once, right? So if they, they would have lost to Mizzou, and then Tennessee beat them, Ooh, that's your that's your two losses right there. Hmm. All right, let me redo it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, see that's what that's why this year just it, it's I love it because it's nothing settled. You know, a lot of times by this time when these first rankings come out, we we got a good idea unless somebody just screws up royally yeah you know we we pretty much know where we're going to be but right now we got some excellent matchups coming up including this weekend that is just going to derail these pop dreams yeah and people in the comments saying they keep asking about uh sec tiebreaker like if let's say lsu beats bama yeah then bama has a loss in, in conference ole miss has a loss in conference because they lost to Bama and then LSU lost to Ole Miss, but they beat Bama. So we'd have a three way tie. How would that determine? Uh, it's, it's very tricky, Shane, but then they would say combined record um, amongst those teams head to head. Yeah. Which again would be another tie. Cause they'd all be one and one, one and one, one and one. So next tiebreaker record of those three, how they did in the SEC West only. So you take out what they did in the East. Yeah. So that would be the next tiebreaker. Um, and then I think it goes to how those teams did against the East. So, I mean, it, it gets pretty convoluted, but we, we yeah. can. And and last but not least, Shane, if it gets to like an eight, eight tie. Great point average. They I mean, because fl- they're college athletes. They flip a coin. <laughs> they flip a coin. No way. I, su- I swear. That's, the oh. la- that's never happened, but, it, but it, that's – on, of course, I'm looking at the SEC official website here. That's the that's the very last tiebreaker. All three of them. What, well, let's just say it's down to two. Wouldn't that I think I, I think if it got down to that point, it would be down to two. But I don't. How great would that be? I mean, I'm not I'm not <laughs> wishing that. Well, I kind of am. But I mean, they would have to make it a spectacle. You know, I would imagine. <laughs> James in the comments. Tiebreaker is whichever program makes Shane Beamer break his other foot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that, that'd be pretty wild. But hey, we got other games, brother. Yeah. Huge matchup here. The fans are dying for this one. Missouri, number 12. At number two, Georgia. Huge showdown. The SEC Nation didn't even make it down for some crazy reason. What? I think because they've been to Georgia so many times. I don't know. They just did a Georgia game last week, too. So not saying it's the right decision. I figured they give them a discount or something. You know? <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? But it, like a little buffet, <laughs> you just get your little star, you know? You've been down here three times. <laughs> but, uh, man, this is, there's a lot of, I've not seen anybody, Shane, outside of Mizzou fans picking Mizzou yeah. to win this game. Uh, and, and one thing that has me troubled, and, and you let me know, maybe because maybe this is a complete non-factor, but basically everybody on Georgia's team, except for Dominic Lovett, but most of them have, have played in these big games. Yes. Playoff games, SEC championships. Right. They, they played in games of this magnitude. They basically do it two or three times a season. Yeah. Mizzou's never been in this situation, and it's on the road. It's all this hype. Does that worry you at all that the moment will be too big for the Missouri Tigers, especially with, well, I, I perf- I'd, l- I'd like two weeks to, to, to rest up and prepare. But they were hot. Yeah. Sometimes a hot team, you don't want to take a break. So there's a couple factors here that, that have me a little worried about Mizzou. Does any of that worry you? Uh, no, because I think getting healthy is important too. And and some of these kids, they're, they're playing banged up. You know, they're – they may not be injured, quote unquote, on the the injury report, but you know, a, a little extra TLC is is very beneficial for these athletes. So I think there is a little silver lining. Not to mention more game break. You've had two weeks to prepare for Georgia Bulldogs, you know, including any new wrinkles they threw out against the Florida Gators. So right. um, no, I, I I'm not I'm not thinking it's a disadvantage to wait or anything like that. This. This this is teed up. This is teed up nicely, Mike. This is teed up very nicely, and and yes, I know there's a lot of people that are shitting on you know Mizzou's opportunities here, but you know most of them are are folks that didn't watch any Missouri football games up to this point. You know they are they are pretty. I, I just talked to you about how prolific LSU's offense is, but golly, man, Mizzou is right there behind them. Right, and I'm looking at uh, the Georgia schedule right now, Shane. And here's one thing that. I think Georgia fans are are discounting because mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard this a thousand times this week. Mizzou ain't played a defense like us, yeah, which is true because they're elite, right? So that that's very true. Good good job, dogs. <laughs> but they ain't faced an offense like us. Yeah, they play Kentucky. And their quarterback couldn't hit the damn side of a barn. Yeah, they played Vanderbilt. They played Florida, which yeah. is horribly overrated. Uh, Auburn and South Carolina, which can't protect. Right, Rattler. That's, those are the offenses they face. Yeah. Uh, so that maybe, I'm not saying they won't be ready for Mizzou, but uh, but this is the best by far offense that they faced. Yeah. So I, I think that is something to to consider going into a matchup like this as well, don't you? I think it's important. Uh, but again, we're talking the Georgia Bulldogs. You and I have them first, and you know, two time national champs. And I'm not trying to you know, deflate anybody's balloon here, but mm-hmm. you know, this is a program that's not faced any opponents they were afraid of. Right. Including this week with, with Mizzou. So, but on the opposite side of that, it, it, I think that's what we do is we pick apart the schedule and, and it's easy to get overly excited about the, the matchup we saw last week with, with the Florida Gators. But if you remember, I did that. A lot of us did that the week before when they played South Carolina. Florida played South, you know, like, oh, man, they're bad. Or when Kentucky beat the shit out of Florida, we were like, oh, my gosh, Kentucky is legit, you know. And then all of a sudden you find out they're not. And, to to you know, everything has got to go right. That One play can mess everything up. And I think it really did with Florida with that fourth down 
situation. Yeah. It, it totally derailed the momentum and, and who knows how close this game could have stayed, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not crowning anybody because of what they've done up to this point. But, uh, truly, I think that this is the toughest opponent that Georgia's faced this year. Yeah. Uh, Heath, again, a great comment here on the YouTubes. Is it about my glasses? Georgia. Remember, they're number two in the rankings. Yeah. Georgia going to take, will go number two on Missouri's hopes and dreams. How's <laughs> <laughs> <was a> <laughs> Oh, I love but, it. But, hey, but these Mizzou fans are confident, and they should be, Shane, because they, they've been told all except from you yeah. that uh, they can't do it mm-hmm. that they don't belong in in this league that they you know they should be happy being sixth in the east or whatever yep. and drinkwitz is a dork and this or that and uh you know they can't wait for uh you know the, their best players to transfer out you know they've heard, they've heard all this yeah yet they're here and they and they're high flying they're having again i i i also think there's there's no pressure when everyone says you're going to get your ass kicked yeah and I think with Brock Bowers being unavailable, I don't I don't know if this matters too much in the game of football. That's why I love it. It's not an individual sport, mm-hmm. but indiv- individual players can take over. Yeah, and with Luther Burden, I think he's the best overall player that plays in this game on Saturday. Yeah, thoughts on that? Absolutely, uh, and not even close. Uh, this this dude is, you know. Kirby would love to have him right now, you know, probably has been trying to get him since he <laughs> landed on campus up there at Mizzou. So yeah. uh, the dude is just an absolute beast, but he's not the only receiver. That's that's what's awesome about Mizzou. It's not just a one-trick pony, you know. They've they've got several several weapons, you know, mainly in that in that wide receiver room. But, you know, again, I don't want to just praise Mizzou and not, you know, point out that Georgia, as shitty as their schedule may have been, there have been two games that we put on a pedestal, and a lot of media did too, the Kentucky matchup and the Florida matchup, and both of those those guys showed up, and you could argue that was the two best football games they played this year. So, right. you know, the the big the bigger this game becomes, you know, that's another one. You kind of wanted it to sneak under. The, like before Mizzou hit top 25, you wanted them to play Georgia. Now they got a bullseye on them. How about this, though? Something that, um, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of buzz about this, but with no Brock Bowers, mm-hmm. if Carson Beck has a, another outstanding, let's say, you know, 300 yards, three, four touch, whatever, yeah. and, and he's just the best quarterback by a country mile, is it time for him to start getting buzz for the Heisman? What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, and it's, you know, honestly, given his – current situation he's not getting the respect because of the team he's on and you know like you said it's it it takes big big games big you know big plays in those matchups to kind of grab everyone's attention and say wait a minute this maybe this ship isn't running without back there because a lot of people would argue it doesn't matter who's in quarterback they'd still be undefeated you know but you know he did it especially in that Kentucky matchup you know we saw some QB1 play there if he does it this week, absolutely, he should be considered uh, the best quarterback in the country. Mm. All right, and another, and, and, huh? and switching and going back off that, you know, losing Brock. I think that's the key because right. I told you, you know, if there was any player on this team that was a Heisman candidate, it was Brock Bowers. And now that you've removed him and they didn't miss a beat, <laughs> it's like, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it is the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just laughing because you're the biggest dog ball I know. Yeah, you, you've been on the bandwagon the last couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely, man. They're, I mean, I don't want to play them. I ain't going to lie. Nobody wants to play Georgia. No, right. why, who wants to play Georgia? I, I know Mizzou will come out and say, hell yeah, we want to bring them on, you know, but in the back of their mind, if they were going to play Mississippi dogs, you know, they'd be like, well, yeah, I'll give you Mississippi State right now. You remember Alabama? Hell, it wasn't that long ago, but they used to kind of beat you getting off the bus. Yeah. You know, you're scared, scared to death of them. That's Georgia now. It Everybody, is. Everybody's scared of Georgia. Absolutely. And they, they should be because they, they got so many good athletes. And not only that, but they're coached extremely well, so deep, mm-hmm. physical. They don't yeah. quit. They just keep pounding you, pounding you, pounding you. And that's that's the worry. That's the worry against Missouri, Tennessee, all, all these teams. Yeah. We say, well, make it a four-quarter game. Well, in the fourth quarter, their athletes a lot fresher because they're – you know, they're not, they've not been, I don't know if Carson Beck's even played in the fourth quarter of a football game yet. You know what I mean? Because they don't need him out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. I've seen a lot of Vandergriff here lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Shay, before we move on, we got some other matches. We got to let the audience know, as always, we're brought to you by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. Put in that promo code that, S-E-C-T-H-A-T-S-E-C. They're willing to give you 200 dollars free to bet with today on all these games nfl major league baseball nba all that they got it you covered over at my bookie with that promo code that sec 200 cash bonus is what they're calling it can you believe that 200 cash has anyone offered you a 200 cash bonus if they had i bet you took it and you went over there to my bookie and put it on georgia on mizzou on lsu on alabama i don't know who you're putting it on but we're going to find out on Thursday, you know what? Absolutely. And I just got bubble gum. That's all I've got offered today. <laughs> no, I, I $200, that's a lot of money, especially when you got a guy sitting over here, it's 2 and 0 and on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before it's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch five percent alcohol and no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion no need to settle for the usual twisted tea turns up any occasion especially when you're cheering on your favorite sec team twisted tea the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football keep it twisted podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, speaking of being on fire, Shane, that's what the Ole Miss Rebels are. Yeah. Number 10 in the country. A&M coming to town. 
Lane Kiffin trolling the hell out of Jimbo, and he should because he, he owns them. But this is a matchup, Shane, that I think a lot of it, if things go right, and there's no guarantees with, with A&M. I mean, we, we basically every offseason talk about how good they can be, and yeah. they never do it. But if there's one game here where they put it all together, I think they can beat Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they will, but I think they can. I think they got the talent. They got the athletes. And, hell, we even got Lane Kiffin out here saying, well, they should. this looks like a top-10 team, all this yeah. yada, yada, yada. At some point, you know, the, the players got to get motivated by all this trash talking. What do you think about A&M? At Ole Miss, and and remember, I mean, we got these fans. They're already asking us, "What what about this trip to Athens? What about Georgia? Can yeah. we beat Georgia?" They ain't even thinking about A and M. Yeah, A and M is uh, what five and three right yep. now with three of their losses. Two of them, Alabama, Tennessee, two top twenty teams, and Miami. I don't know anything. Yeah, they were good that day. You know what yeah, I mean? The good Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good Miami. <laughs> so this is not some some trash team or anything. Uh, if they if they completely overlook A and M and are looking ahead to Georgia, they'll get beat on Saturday. Yeah, and I don't like I don't like the shit talking up leading up. I don't want my coach making comments or cop tagging Bobby Petrino and you know and these little don't do that because last time you did that you got your ass beat in Alabama. You know, it just I, I I like you to talk shit after you leave. That's what Lane's good <laughs> at. Just go go to you know beat Texas A and M. Then we move forward with some of these other key pivotal matchups. But, you know, because I saw it last week with Vanderbilt, and I, I told you I was a little hard on them, but there was these are the mistakes, you know, that I've seen programs make in the past, like Tennessee and South Carolina, you know. It's just some self-inflicting wounds that that you create because you got too cocky, you didn't work too hard in practice, and you thought you were just going to roll up and beat anybody. Right. It's not like that. Texas A&M's – Arguably has more talent than you. It depends on you know what service you're looking at, but right. uh, th- this is these guys are out looking for blood right now. You know they are out here to destroy uh, dreams. You know like theirs already. So yeah, Texas A&M is a scary program right now. You don't want to you don't you don't want to. It's like a, a wounded dog. You don't want to go up and pet it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now Ole Miss though, Shane, they, they're bread and butter. Yeah, running the football. Mm-hmm. And now Jackson Dart's heating up. Again, I've said it um, on this show, and, and it's been out there. Only team in major college football with three receivers with over 500 yards is Ole Miss Rebel. So, I mean, I'm not saying they can't throw it, but we all, you know, like the Alabama game, they couldn't run it. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, it was the Tulane game. They, could, they couldn't run it, and they, they damn near lost it. So, if you're Ole Miss, knowing that, that A&M is so good on the, on the defensive front, Edrin Cooper – Many people are putting him up, the linebacker for defensive player. The, yeah. He's playing out of his mind as well for the Aggies. Would you kind of do a 180 and, and pass it to set up the run? Because I, I think I, I think that's the way to attack A&M. Because their secondary is not nearly yeah. as good as their uh, front seven. Tennessee is the only team that has run uh, on A&M. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that because – just because it works for one team doesn't mean it'll work for the other. And I believe in that scenario with Tennessee, they were expecting a heavy dose of passing and didn't get it, you know, and didn't need it. So Ole Miss, I, you know, one thing that they are good at is exploiting defenses. And, and I have no doubt that Lane Kiffin is seeing the exact tape that you and I and all the fans are watching out here. They know that the secondary can be had. 
And 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 these three receivers that you mentioned just should be licking their chops because they could have a field day if they play their cards right. But that again is going to open up those running lanes and and that's why I think Jenkins and Bentley have been so successful. Even Dart himself, you know, because once you make those three the problem, then all of a sudden you got the middle of the field to, and you can you can just exploit and have fun. So uh, this should be. I think it's lined up perfectly for Ole Miss, but like you said, sometimes it could be it could be a trap game. You could be overlooking. You're thinking about Jordan. You think about all these other things that may and may not happen, and uh, all of a sudden you're two scores down and playing Texas A&M. That's not, that's not where you want to be. Now, at some point, Jimbo's going to have some pride, though, right? And be like, this son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, we we got to get him. Whatever they do, Alabama week, they get them so fired up and they play so well. Take take that blueprint and do it against Ole Miss. You stole away their defensive. That's that's another storyline. Defensive coordinator DJ Durkin. Yeah. He was working with Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Now they got Pete Golding, who he's had his own battles with Jimbo and and the Aggies. So this is a this is one heck of a coaching matchup, I do think. Um, but I mean, at some point, I mean, this has got to burn Jimbo up, right? Because hell, he loses this game. I'm not saying he's he's out of. I'm not saying they're going to fire him right. if you lose the number 10 Ole Miss on the road. That would be crazy. But it would – how about the reverse, Shane? If you beat number 10 on the road, you can't win a road game to save your life. You do it by beating number 10. I think that cools his seat. seat cools can, cools you know? it. Doesn't, doesn't completely put the fire out, but definitely cools it off. But if you go up here and you get destroyed by Lane Kiffin – and especially with all the trolling he's doing before the game, imagine what it's going to look like after the game. You know, I'm not saying Lane wants that job, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he is remember, clearly. This was the game. I think it was last year, remember, where he's like yeah. something about, uh, you know, I can't remember exactly the comment, but it was like someone dressing for a clown. Jimbo was the clown, so I, yeah. I think that's what he said. I can't dress as a clown because Jimbo's already done it or something oh, like that. Remember? Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He loves poking fun of him, you know? So, but yeah, remember him and Nick, they're pretty tight and right. you know, all that thing fell out. So he's going to, he's going to pick on him because he messed with his dad, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those I could pick on. Yeah. Him. You can't. You know exactly. What I mean? All right. How about, uh, this one, Shane, Kentucky mm-hmm. at Mississippi State, both desperate to yeah. get a win. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky's lost three in a row. Mississippi State, you, just kind of, you looked awful against Auburn. I was dumb enough to pick you to pull the upset. Yeah, what a terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> and Kentucky's uh, just a slight favorite. I was kind of surprised by that. Of course, they haven't won in uh, since like 2006 mm-hmm. in Starkville, so, and they play every, every other year down there, so – uh, thoughts on Kentucky at Mississippi State? Does does Kentucky right the ship here? They have to. They have to because, again, I I these fan bases have been through so much, you know, here the last couple of years. That just emotional roller coaster. Obviously, Mississippi State. Everybody knows that story, but Kentucky again, multiple seasons of higher expectations and low results. Yeah, and, and it feels like we're on that same ride again, and, and I see it. I, I follow a lot of folks up there, and I'm not going to mention any names, but man, they are just spinning in it right now and talking about basketball and shit like that. They've moved on, and <laughs> and I don't like it because it's a very passionate fan base, and and once they 
you know, once they believe and they're, I mean, it could be such a great game. And that's what worries me about this one. It's like, which teams are going to show up? Are we going to have a fired up wildcat? Are we going to have a pissed off Mississippi state team? You just don't know. And, and I have a feeling that this is either going to be really close or someone is going to get blown out. And, 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 and I feel like the, the, the program itself will start to, decay a little bit. Mississippi State's got more pressure. Uh, Arnett's got more yeah. pressure. But uh, Stoops isn't going to lose his job for this, but there's a lot of people starting to ask him questions, mm-hmm. kind of like Dabo, you know. Well, why are you getting paid so much <laughs> up there, you know? <laughs> Elite uh, commenter Danny, he says, anyone know what Mississippi State's NIL budget? <laughs> and then Bobo's headset says 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, um, if if Kentucky loses this game, Shane, yeah. I, I think you're dead on. I mean, I think that the biggest – well, maybe not the biggest because there's so many good games. But one, one of the storylines, like uh, – I think one of the storylines, Shane, is going to be – I was trying to look at the time here is, – is going to be what the hell are we doing with Mark Stoops here? And, yeah, I, unfortunately for him, it's a night game. I was hoping maybe it'd be noon kickoff. We oh, we yeah. forget about it because that can happen if you if yeah. you embarrass yourself early and then we got we got Mizzou Georgia and something wild happen. Let, let's say Mizzou yeah. pulls the upset. Nobody gives a shit about yeah. Mark Stoops. You know uh, LSU beats Bama. You know no one's going to be talking about what happened at noon. But if you lose in the night game, buddy, there's there's going to be a lot of talk, a lot of reaction. Yeah. You know the, the night games. There's always a, a lot more negativity there. And- To kind of piggyback off that, you know, there was a lot of great things that happened last week in the Tennessee matchup. Uh, We talked about the huge step forward this offense had. You know, there's 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 a real shot that they bounce back, and and I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, you know, whatever in the top twenty five or whatever, but they still could make some noise here at the tail end of the season. They got Alabama right around the corner here. And, uh, you know, like I said, they just they kind of work on just a couple of things. If they tweaked it last week, they would have won. But if they tweak it over this week, there's no reason they should lose to Mississippi State. And, you know, we, you mentioned Zach Arnett. I know there's some other games we'll get to in just a second. But um, I don't know if you saw this, Shane. I tweeted it out. But mm-hmm. uh, Ross Dellinger, he works yeah. for – used to be Sports Illustrated. I think it's Yahoo now. But anyway, he, he does a really good job, insider. And he put out 10 – jobs that uh you know the coaching industry uh, there's not been one firing as a head coach in college football that, since the regular season aside from Michigan State and, and Northwestern had scandals right so I'm not counting those but no one's been fired for for poor performance and he put out a list of 10 to watch that people that people in the coaching industry and what have you are, are watching A&M of course Arkansas and Mississippi State so no surprises, I don't think. Yeah. But I did want to ask you, of those three, which one uh, mo- most attractive job? And I kind of wanted to throw this into it, Shane, I, and I'm just completely speculating here. But we got a lot of people asking us about Dabo. Yeah. And all that's going on in Clemson. Anybody missed it? I mean, he's calling out the fans. And, and one thing he did say, Shane, he's like, if they, they don't want me here, they ain't happy. I'll go somewhere else where they, where they do. He, and I think he said something like, oh, I'll be coaching in 10 years. 
Uh, may I, not be here. I may not be here. Yeah, yeah, he said something to that effect. So, I mean, let's say all three of those jobs open. Yeah. Say what you want about Dabo. I mean, hell, all three of them, I, I would reach out. Yeah, but to be fair, I think Dabo, you know, it's kind of like the old Deion Sanders. There's, there's, they've really narrowed down the the types of jobs that they would take. I don't think they, he would leave Clemson for Mississippi State. I don't think he what would. What about A&M? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a and a A&M is the job. It is an A-list job. And I know it's you've not gotten A-plus production out of that program, but if the stars align, we'd be talking about two-time national champs, Texas A&M. I mean, I could see that in the future. Yeah. They've got the money. they got the NIL. they got the facilities. They've got the passionate fan base. They've got everything. It's, it's an A-plus job. Um, so, But I don't think somebody like – Dabo would go to Arkansas right, right. just yet, you know. Yeah, I, I think that that was that was probably too easy. You just dunked on me on that one. Yeah. But, but all right, let's let's throw Kentucky into this mix because I have heard some things, Shane, that lead me to believe that Mark Stoops is not long for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Now that that doesn't mean they're gonna fire him. Right. I don't think he's on any kind of hot seat or anything. But let's just say that job opens. Yeah. Kentucky. Let's say let's say all of them open, and we're we're removing A and M, yeah, because that's such a okay. But that job has all the potential in the world, right? Arkansas opens, Mississippi State opens, Kentucky opens, hmm. and we had this last time, Shane, because Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Missouri, they yeah. were all open, yeah, and uh, several of those schools went after Lane Kiffin, several of them went after Drink, and. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess the pecking order was determined there, but things have changed. So, again, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Kentucky. Let's remove Dabo from the yeah. from the conversation, but just let's say a hot shot, G5 yeah. coach, whatever. He's getting these SEC offers. Which which job? Right, rank those three. Kentucky, Mississippi State, Arkansas, most attractive for me today. Yeah. Today, I'm going to go hmm, – that's tough. Hmm. I'd probably go – I'd probably go Kentucky. Kentucky, right now, today, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi State, that order. And the and my only pause was Arkansas and Kentucky, those going back and forth. Right. You know, I would like to – you know, I haven't really done a deep dive in the NIL situation of both those programs, but that would be a deciding factor – um, not to mention, if I am a big name coming to one of those, some some changes got to be made, and some more emphasis on on football, especially with this, you know, ESPN contract that's coming, it's ABC, right? Disney contract, whatever is coming in. There's about to be some people getting paid, and and I want to make sure that my student athletes are going to get the same treatment as they would in Athens, or same treatment they would get in. Tuscaloosa, you know what I'm saying? The reason, the only reason I would shift to Arkansas is I do believe there's more money to be, you know, to to build things there with Arkansas internally. So, yeah, I, I've got that's where I'm going back and forth. Mississippi State's not a bad program, but we all know what they're dealing with, and not to mention having another program just down the street. It's a little bit tougher. I like Kentucky and that Cincinnati pipeline. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much good stuff that can happen up there. But those are the – I'm going to go Kentucky, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State right now. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with anything you said about the schools, but I I would flip it. I'd go Arkansas. Yeah, for one reason, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it with Stoops, and we're seeing it with you know some of the NIL comments and things of that nature. I think, and I hate when people say this because I don't agree with it, but they say Kentucky's just a basketball school. Yeah, and that was his whole that was his whole deal with that, those right. NIL comments. We go. We gonna spend on basketball, or we gonna spend on football? Right. And yeah, the way he, it. the way he threw it out there, they're spending it on basketball, and you know that's their priority. I, you know they're pretty, well, not lately. They're not good, but yeah. they have been good at basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get it. But uh, I, I think Arkansas again. But, we're, we're, it's like one A, one B. At least, at least I know I'll get paid in Lexington, you know? Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're paying their basketball coach a ton, but uh, they, they both have great yeah. facilities and, and similar. Like, you can't, you can't stay in-state to recruit. you got to go yeah. out. So, so there's a lot of similarities. And I think, again, getting out of the West division, yeah. I think it kind of puts them on equal footing on the scheduling model as well. But uh, it's – Plus the stadium situation and right, right. You know, I, I think it's going to help getting out of this Jerry's World thing. Um, I another thing too, you I think would be a good thing for Arkansas is Oklahoma and Texas coming in mm-hmm. because now you're going to have more of a pipeline into those states, and I think right. that's this this uh, expansion is going to help programs like Mississippi's and the uh, Ole Miss's and the you know teams that are sitting out there in the west that kind of been by themselves you know so i believe when oklahoma comes in that that's going to be norman to fayetteville mm-hmm. yeah is the closest arkansas will have to another sec campus oh see you know little things like that i think are important cuz you know when you're recruiting these kids, a lot of their family may not be able to fly up, but you know, but then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you know, we can get there in a day. And then it becomes a, you don't go to Tennessee. It takes too far, you know? So you never know what's going to motivate some of these kids to come to your school. Right. All right. How about uh, this one, Shane, back to the previews here. This fascinating game to me, Arkansas, two weeks to prepare. Yeah. No Dan Enos. He's out checking his email. Uh, and Georgia, <laughs> Or it's from Georgia, Florida, yeah, in Gainesville, coming off the Georgia loss, so they're hurting a little bit. They're a favorite, but not by near. I mean, I thought it'd be ten points or more. Yeah, it's less than a touchdown, and you know this is one good thing. There, there's there's a lot of good things about having a young team. There's some bad things, Shane. yeah, and it's inconsistency. It's how do you, how you handle disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm not saying they're going to come out flat, but they have at multiple points this season come out and said, "Yeah, we we were flat, we weren't ready." And if they think they can just roll the ball out against Arkansas, which I know they look pathetic against right. Mississippi State, but they went toe to toe with Bama, Ole Miss, LSU, and to an extent A and M. I think they can play with Florida. Yeah, I'm not sitting here saying they can. They'll beat them in Gainesville, but uh, how, and how about this? This is a little. I don't know how much you believe in this type of stuff, Shane. But they made it a blackout. Yeah. Florida did. So they're wearing black. I heard that. The fans are yeah. wearing black. It's noon kickoff. It's going to be hot as hell down there. It's humid. Uh, Arkansas is going to be wearing white. I I think that's an advantage for, for Arkansas. Because I think they were hoping it would be a night game. Yeah. And they got screwed by the scheduling. So I'm just saying, there's things that favor Arkansas in this one, believe it or not. 
And that game would have been nice. I remember when those came out. They do look good, really good. Yeah. Uh, so I think. But the they fans, don't look as good in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Halloween, and then now, <laughs> yeah. now it's like, ugh. yeah, I get that. <laughs> and, and like you said, Arkansas, some, some time to to correct some things, and fix some things. And you you see this a lot of times when you have a firing from a head coach or coordinator. I mean, how many times have we seen a roster? You know, they they take one path or another. You know, either this electrifies them. You know, because sometimes you get one of these younger coaches that step in, uh, and, I, and I'm not saying that's going to be the case here with Arkansas, but you may want to get one of these guys, and they're just like, all right, man, we're going to open up this offense. We're going to do things that Dan didn't want to do, that Dan felt uncomfortable doing. And then you just get that little buzz again back in your locker room because, again, you only had two wins this season. It doesn't – you you need something like this to, to, to get these kids back in it. And uh, so – yeah, this is like uh, a Shane would say, or I don't want to say Shane. Uh, what was his name said up there? Uh, Spencer. This is their Super Rattler, Bowl. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So this is what it's kind of keyed up for, right? And you know, how much do you believe in firing Enos? Uh, you know, could that give energy to this team and 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 everything? Because yeah. that that was that was kind of the troubling thing. Sam Pittman said right after he fired him, he said we had no juice, yeah. none. And he said, you know, he'd also say we we we'd practice this such and such all week. He wouldn't call it. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell is up with that, but clearly, and I've heard the players basically just lost faith in Enos there in that game, and that's why they because because they, they they did have a game plan. They were practicing things, and they just didn't run it. Yeah. He didn't call it, and you could see the body language. You know, no energy. Again, all that's nice. You get your head, your kick, your your teeth kicked in by Florida. Yeah. None of that matters. Yeah. But if you show life, and, and you know, they 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 went to Tiger Stadium at Absolutely. night. They went to Tuscaloosa, and they they went toe to toe with those teams. Yeah. So they're not going to be scared by the environment. Now, at the same time, Florida desperately needs this one. They need it to be bowl eligible, Shane. And if they if they don't get it, Florida's looking at at LSU, at Mizzou, and Florida State, which is top four in the playoff yeah. poll. That's their. You got to win one to get to right. play to to a bowl game, uh, so this this feels like a must win for Florida too. This that's why I think this game's got some juice to it. I think you got I, and and what what I like about this this Arkansas team is is their head coach and and sometimes I I, I think the numbers got to them this year, the whole analytics side because that's where everybody's going, you know, mm-hmm. analytics. AI, all this stuff, you know, that's not <laughs> Sam. Sam's emotional. Sam was a player before he was a coach. You know, he's lived, died. He loved, he loved football. He loves college football. He loves this roster. He loves these kids. And sometimes you just got to, you got to let loose instead of work. And I feel like that's what happened with Sam this year is he felt like he was, he didn't want to make the mistake. And, and and that's why we saw a lot of this conservative play calling. This is why we saw some of this conservative game planning. You know, it's 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 out, man. You got two wins. You got an opportunity to win back this fan base, maybe. I mean, it's it, he's still got a long way to go, but you do that by just going out here and grip and rip, man. Just let these kids play. Let them do what they want to do. Let them play football, man. Mm-hmm. And and you know, be emotional. If it's fourth and one 
on your 38 and you're looking back there at your big ass quarterback saying, you know, I don't think we can get these six inches. Well then by God, Sam, you need to hang it up brother, (laughs) because there's no reason that you can't get that against the Florida Gators. So I I think this should be emotional game for Arkansas. It needs to be an emotional game for, for the Razorbacks because right now you've got a limping Florida Gators. The Florida Gators last year, cloud nine, I, I may have said something different about this game, but you have an opportunity to really take the wind out of their sails. Take the, I mean, take the life out of that fan base this weekend. Yeah, and they're saying they're, they've scaled back the playbook significantly. And again, I realize it's, it's, a, it's an uphill climb. It's very difficult to win in the swamp. But if you beat Florida, you got Auburn coming to town. You got FIU coming to town. Yeah. And then the toughest one of all, Mizzou. But they're coming to you. Yep. But if you win, I think I think you have to sell. There's hope for the postseason. You keep them. So, Sam's got to win out, man. Yeah. All right, how about uh, we can go this one a little bit quicker. It's probably not going to be too exciting. Auburn at Vanderbilt. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, thoughts on this matchup? I mean, Vanderbilt's just awful. But, uh, hell, I, th- I said the same thing about Auburn about a week ago. That, yeah. They showed signs of life. They have a real opportunity, too, to kind of catch fire here, Shane. Um, Auburn's schedule, Vandy at Arkansas, New Mexico State before the Iron Bowl. Yeah. So they got they got an opportunity to get some momentum here. Well, we talked about the start of the season. Uh, Vanderbilt potentially making a bowl game. They'd have to win one or two of these SEC matchups, and – this is the one I had circled, but I am uncircling it. I am erasing it, brother, because I think Arkansas or uh, Auburn took a huge step forward last week, and and Vanderbilt did not. I, I, I'm not saying they quit. There's still a lot of fight in this team, but you know now is the time, and I think that's what you're starting to see with Coach Lee is starting to work out some of these younger kids because coming in, they had one of the older rosters in the league and. You know, just because you're older doesn't mean you're better. So I think now you're going to start seeing a little bit more of that youth in Vanderbilt, which is going to result in mistakes, but it also could result in us finding one or two key contributors uh, moving forward for this roster. So this has got nothing to lose. They're not going to fire Coach Lee after this game. Uh, But I will say, on the Auburn side, you don't want to take your foot off the gas. You don't want to undo all the stuff. People are talking about you again. Yeah. And you drop one to Vandy, they're not. They're, well, they'll be talking about you, but it's not in a good light. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, UConn at Tennessee? Number 17, uh-huh. Tennessee, Shane. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but they're honoring Pat Summit. There's, Is that true? I not, not with the blue uniform. Okay, I saw that floating they, around. But they are doing yeah. something. I don't, they, that AI's got me a couple of times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, huge favorites, huge yeah. favorites. They got... They got Mizzou and Georgia coming up. So, for me, Shane, I I would like to see Joe Milton hit a couple shots. Yeah, that, that's what I'd love to see. And then I'd love to see Nico in there. Yeah. That's about all I got. What What about you? Well, anybody that's followed Lady Vols hates UConn. So <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if it's their football team they're sending over here. We still want to destroy them. But you know, there's been some games that we've had this year that we've kind of played with our food a little bit, and we still had. Joe Milton in there in the second half. We haven't had Nico. When Nico comes in, it's it's to pretty much hand the football off. I'd like to see a game that's knocked out by halftime so we can really see what – and maybe Coach doesn't want that, but I, I've been begging for it. A lot of fans have been begging for it. We want to see what, what our next year is going to look like. Yeah, 
And then one final one, Shane, and this is interesting, Jacksonville State. Yeah. 7-2 Jacksonville State at South Carolina. Popular upset pick, Rich Rodriguez, head coach of them. And, and this is the – Shane, this is record-breaking stuff here, breaking yeah. news. This is the first time in the history of college football uh-huh. that two teams named the Gamecocks are playing each other. They're the Gamecocks, too. So uh, – Gamecocks are winning, right? I'm trying to think. Rich Rod. Okay, yes. He's the one. Do you remember the Cowboy video? No. Oh, my gosh. If you get a chance, YouTube, (laughs) Rich Rod, Arizona, makes a a Cowboy video with his. (laughs) I mean, it's it's freaking glorious, and it's now going to be floating around because I just thought about it. But anyway, if, if you get a chance, watch that. But this doesn't need to be a game, Mike, if, it, but it feels like it could be. You know what I'm saying? How big of a oh, – man, what what will they be saying if South Carolina loses this? I mean, that's that's unfathomable. But I have, I've seen them lose to Furman. Not this team, but – Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen it. I we've, sent you the picture of him coming out with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> if they drop – if they drop this game, Mike, mm-hmm. I mean – this is Shane Beamer's never been on the hot seat, but it quickly becomes a hot seat if you drop to this one right here because the fans are already questioning, they're scratching their heads, they're saying, "Wait a minute, were we fooled?" You know, I, I I'm not doing that because again, we know they were riddled with injuries. Uh, you can't create an offensive line if it doesn't exist, but right. you know, they're still. There's still a little hope, and you still have the opportunity to to end strong and even knock off Clemson, which would be awesome. You know, Dabo, he's bleeding. That would be the final straw before he took the Arkansas job, you know. Every game the rest of the way is a, is a home game. And it's Vanderbilt. It's Kentucky. It's Clemson. I mean, I'm, I know I'm talking bad here. I'm talking blasphemy here. But if you win, you can go a bowl game too. You just yeah. got to win out. Yeah. Like it, at home. Toughest Which, place to one of the toughest places to play. Do it. Just do it. Stop talking about it. Just go out here and do it. And I, I I have confidence in this offense to put the points up. Defense. I have confidence for him to shut down Jacksonville State. You know, don't make this a game. Don't be one of those that it's halftime and it's tied up or some shit like that. Yeah. Because even if you win, we're still going to talk about you, and that's not what you want. We want to see that you took a step forward here. You know, Texas A&M was a tough fought game. You hung in there, but, you know, you took a massive step forward this week. And like you said, we're looking at saying South Carolina has a shot to do something here in November, finish the season strong, get those extra practices, which they really need. And, uh, again, a feather in Shane's cap and turning the season around at the end. Yeah, and it feels to me, Shane, like this is one of those where, you know, fans are like, oh, it's upset alert. And then South Carolina just beats the hell out of yeah. them. It's the upset ones are the ones we don't even talk about. Right. We're just like, you know, see Georgia State. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's those ones you don't see coming. Yeah. That get you. Um, get you every <laughs> words in this house, boy. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's these games. Yeah. I, I think, if anything, that talk puts the Gamecocks, the real Gamecocks, on, on alert. Yeah. And they take it seriously because they know they can't screw around against a team like this. You know right. what I mean? So. I, th- I think South Carolina will be with them. All right, brother. Uh, went a little bit long. Anything else before we hop off the line? No. Get some Halloween candy. You know? 
<laughs> I always like to go the next day when it's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should have thought of that with all these damn right. decorations. <laughs> yeah. Fat and smart. Remember that. <laughs> well, buddy, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate all y'all for tuning in, especially those on the live stream. I know this is uh, a little unusual on a Tuesday, but happy Halloween to everybody out there. Hope you had a good one, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.